My daughter Kiona and I made the three-hour drive from Grayson, Georgia to, Georgia to Georgia Southwestern. If I can be honest, I was a bit unsure if I could see her at GSW. Her major of study, political science, had only three professors in the department. It felt limited. And there was not a study abroad program tied directly to that department. Other places we visited highlighted internships and other opportunities to broaden her global experience. That's the first paragraph from a letter I received earlier this week that was sent to me after coming to GSW for preview day. Welcome to What's in the Cup, podcast of Georgia Southwestern State University. I'm Neil Weaver. Uh, sitting here in the president's office, along with uh, my special guest this week, Tucker Smith, a uh, student on our baseball team, but uh, more importantly, uh, a student in our College of Business. And uh, we're excited about some of the things we're going to talk about today. And so welcome to the podcast. Glad you're yes, here. Sir, thanks for having me. I know you've got some interesting things going on uh, this semester and uh, some exciting things happening in the College of Business. And so Hectic we're going to- as well, so. Yeah, we're going to get to that. coming down to an end. <laughs> That's, you're getting close. And uh, we're going to get to some of those in just a minute. But I want to I go back to this paragraph. Uh, one of the things that we start every week uh, talking about is student success and retention here at the university and enrollment and making sure that students uh, CGSW for all that it is and, and that we're able to recruit students. If you don't know where Grayson, Georgia is, it's about obviously three hours away, as she wrote, it's just northeast of Atlanta. And so you think about the community that this student lives in and how far she drove, uh, how many schools she came by on her way to campus. And as the mother says, she just couldn't see herself here. But let me read the rest of the story to you. My view shifted considerably when we encountered Kaya Vickers on our campus tour. She was personable, knowledgeable, honest, and highlighted what made GSW a great place. Her enthusiasm and genuine love for the school warmed my heart, and each step along the way made me see GSW as a place my only child could be successful. We also had Sid Walker along during our tour, and I had a chance to speak with him about GSW. There is much to be said about an institution that graduates students who would come back and work for it later. I was impressed with housing, and overall the sense of community is evident at GSW. I loved the climate of the campus and appreciated knowing that the success of students is paramount. That especially came through in the first year experience. An entire department committed to freshman transition and success. That was huge for me. My daughter loved the school and wanted to apply immediately. We surely will in the next few weeks. Thank you again for all you do. So if you ever wonder if preview day is valuable and important, if the interaction that you might have as a volunteer on campus giving a tour uh, or as a faculty member coming to preview day and setting up a table and talking to a parent and a student. Uh, to me, this letter tells so much about 
the value of what we do and why we do it. Uh, every school in South Georgia, except Georgia Southwestern and Valdosta State, got smaller this year. We were the only school, uh, we grew 1.5% in enrollment. Valdosta State was up a half a percent. Everybody else in South Georgia was smaller. And so as we continue to try to be more competitive and attract more students, the way that we interact with every single person that comes here, who may already have an opinion of what they think we are, really tells our story. And, and the concern that they had about opportunity, maybe, to, maybe the, there weren't enough faculty members, maybe there weren't opportunities to get off of campus and to learn, that was a concern of theirs. And so Tucker, I, I uh, specifically thought of you when I read this letter, because you are a student here who over the last semester has had some pretty unique opportunities. Yes, sir. And I want to talk a little bit about those. Um, this past, uh, I guess this past week. We went down on Sunday. We went down to Jacksonville. We presented Monday. And you talked to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, sir. Tell me what that was like. Um, it was definitely an opportunity that I would never expected to happen, especially through a school atmosphere. Uh, we actually got the project about two, two weeks into the semester, just knowing that we had to go down and we had a two hour time limit to present to the HR managers for the Jaguars. And it was definitely something that not very many people get a chance to do. So it was a very great opportunity for us. And the best thing, honestly, was just being able to sit down and ask them questions as well, because everything that we've done in our class is real world applications. And that's something that I definitely see different here than many other schools is a lot of the things are working towards your actual career rather than sitting down and studying for a test. Now, you did this as a part of a class? Yes, sir. There's only six people in the class. So we actually, we got very upfront and personal with these managers and spoke to some very like highly represented individuals at the Jaguars. Yeah. You were at the stadium? At the stadium, got a tour of the stadium, got to eat with some of the players, the buffet style, had some salmon. <laughs> it was great. So you're looking out over the stadium, talking to the executives of the Jacksonville Jaguars about uh, HR issues, things you've learned in class. Uh, now, your faculty member that set this up. Dr. Aller? Dr. Aller. Yes, sir. So these are people that Dr. Aller knew? Um, he actually owns a business down in Fleming Island, uh, Florida, which is about 30 minutes south of Jacksonville. And it's a gourmet popcorn shop. And the executives at the Jacksonville Jaguars actually are some of his customers. So he was able to make communications and things of that sort to get us down there and kind of just talk about issues that they presented to us. And instead of them, they only have two people working in their HR department. Mm -hmm. So we were able to actually tackle some of their issues that might have been going on while they might not have had time to research certain things. So a faculty member in a small academic department here at Georgia, little old Georgia Southwestern, had a connection with somebody at the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> and brought that into your class and offered you that opportunity to take all of our students, the six of you, down to meet them. That's the kind of experience that um, I think that we want to be talking about. And I know that you had uh, the opportunity to, to learn, not just from the project, but then from the people that you were able to interact with. 
Yes, sir. And so when, when, I, uh, when I read this letter, I think, what difference does it make if there's only three faculty members in a department? It's who do they know? It's how much do they know? How willing are they to invest in a student or their students? Uh, how much can they bring to the table to make sure that our students are prepared and ready and engaged and then have opportunities? And so uh, I just thought that was a great story. We've got another one that we're going to get to uh, in just a minute. And I want to, I just wanted, I, I wanted to start with that because I know that preview day, it's on a Saturday, it's early in the morning. And, and sometimes people have to, you know, they're asked to come and they're, oh, I don't know, I don't, you know, I'd rather do something else. It takes up a lot of my day. And I just, I just wanted one example for people to say, I, I hope that I get it. I see now why we have the day and I understand what the job is when those students come to my academic department or when they come to my table and ask about whatever it is that I'm representing. Because we don't know which interaction makes the difference. But we know that if that one thing that the student is interested in, if we fall down in that area, it doesn't matter how good we do all the others. But I can't tell you which thing it is for each one of the students. We had over, uh, I, th I think we had over uh, 80 students that were here and their families. And so it might have been 80 different things that were going to get their attention. And so, uh, you know, I want to thank the students, uh, the faculty, uh, and all the, all the staff that come out and make that happen. Uh, preview days matter. And we've got more coming up. And I hope everybody will, will have a chance to, to be a part of that. A couple other things to, that have to do with enrollment. We have winter intercession. Uh, this is second year we've tried this. And uh, I got a note the other day that so far we have 231 students enrolled in our winter intercession courses. Um, I don't know if you think that's a lot or a little. Last year was our first year. We had 129 students total. Uh, participate in the winter intercession so more than a hundred student increase in one year and so I want to thank everybody uh, all the faculty who have submitted a class and who are committed to uh, making that winter intercession possible and I want to thank the students who see that as a great opportunity to pick up an extra three hours stay on course hopefully continue to move toward graduation uh, but that's certainly uh, moving in the right direction. Application fees, if, you are, um, if you're aware of a student or know a student that is ready to apply for college this month, in the month of November, those are free. You can apply at no cost. So I would encourage uh, everyone who uh, has contact with those students to uh, let them know that November is a great time to get that in. The, good, the best part about doing it in November is we can go ahead and get you accepted. We can start your financial aid and we start handing out scholarships in the uh, February, March timeframe. And if you wait until April or May when you're graduating high school, a lot of the scholarship money is already handed out. So we want students to get in early and uh, make that happen. And so as we move towards the uh, Thanksgiving break, everybody will be going home, seeing their families and friends. I thought it might be a good opportunity if you run into any high school students to tell them now's the time. Tucker, are you going home for Thanksgiving? I'm going home on uh, Monday night. Monday night? Yeah. Okay. So I assume you have no classes on Tuesday. I only have one, but it's not going to happen. 
Okay. I don't. I don't have class. Like I only have one class on Tuesday. Okay, but he good. said I'll let you said, off the hook. Yeah, he Tuesday. said he's not going to be there. Very good. All right. Well, I, I'm. I'm sure you're looking forward to getting home and seeing everybody. Do yeah. you have a favorite Thanksgiving uh, item that you look forward to? It might sound kind of weird, but I like like green bean casserole. That's probably one of my favorites. That is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big turkey guy. No. Mm-mm. Sweet potatoes. Too dry. Sweet potatoes are good. Yeah. My mom puts peanuts in the sweet potato. Uh, casserole really yeah a little bit of crunch because it's you don't want the same consistency Christy puts pecans on it that might be that's probably pretty good too yeah <laughs> I like my favorite is the black olives I know not everybody likes black I don't olives, eat black olives on Thanksgiving oh my gosh that they, sounds more like a New Year's well we have them then too okay at my house we have black olives for just about anything <laughs> uh, we open the can pour them in a bowl and uh, we go to town on black olives before the turkey's ready so all right, we know, so we know to get Tucker the uh, green bean casserole. Now uh, you know that you're going to uh, get more green bean casserole than you can ever eat now that you've said that that's your favorite I hope so, thing. yeah. Okay. That's one of my, my mom knows how to cook that one. Very good. All right, we got a couple things coming up on campus that I want to let everybody know. As we get in, not, not going to happen over this break. Uh, but I do want people to start thinking ahead as we as we look to the semester break. There's a few things that are going to be happening. Storm Dome parking lot is going to be resurfaced and repainted. And so if you are planning to be on campus uh, during the break, any, I would suggest you avoid that parking lot. My guess is you won't be able to get into that parking lot. They'll probably block it off. Uh, but it will be resealed re- and and. Uh, uh, remarked, and so we hope that we can create a little better flow in that parking lot as well. There will also be some dead trees taken down on campus. I think we have uh, 12 or 13 here on the main campus, and we have another 14 or so at the golf course. And so those trees will be coming down over the break. And the uh, bid for the ACE building renovation should be open on December the 10th. We are certainly expecting to get. Uh, good bids and we expect that project to move forward so if we open the bid on the 10th and have a good bid we would execute the contract as quickly as possible certainly we think by the end of the month and the construction company would probably start to uh, mobilize and be on campus before classes started in january so the ace building when uh, folks come back between the english building and the ace building uh, and back behind the ACE building, I guess probably over a little bit by the business building, you know, there might be a little bit of, of traffic and, and some uh, materials things uh, stacked up. And then uh, one other item that's going to happen over the semester break, Chick-fil-A is going to get a refresh. They're going to uh, renovate the dining room in uh, the Chick-fil-A. And hopefully that'll be exciting and comfortable and new and I know that, Tucker, you probably go to Chick-fil-A two or three times a week, I would imagine. Yeah, I like the uh, the new meal exchange thing that they have because I know Flex Cash rolls over now as well. So yeah. now we can go in there three days a week and just get whatever we want based on a meal swipe. So on your meal swap, do you go with the breakfast more often or the chicken sandwich? It's normally lunch because the calf closes at 8. And if we get out of practice late, we have till 10 to get Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, okay. or if practice gets out early, we'll go to the cafe at like 5.30 and then still get Chick-fil-A before 10. <laughs> Might need to eat twice that day. I'm not sure. Just depends how, how active we are. That's the right. Day. That's right. Uh, we, we're, we're working on a, on a concept to uh, help students come up with that late night dining option <laughs> as well, because we know that uh, you do need, you, sometimes 
uh, you need to eat at 10 or 11 or that's the waffle with the weavers well that certainly is but that's just one time a year so uh, we need to we need to come up with another option but uh, chick-fil-a will get a refresh and i know everybody's looking forward to uh seeing that i certainly am but the big new big thing is to get it done uh because every day that we're renovating the dining room chick-fil-a will be closed so people will have to find something else but most of us will be off campus so um, we can do it on sundays we can do I'm just saying, yeah that's true i got it i got it i'm slow on the uptake there but yes uh i don't think that they can't just do the work <laughs> all right uh all right tucker in addition to the jacksonville jaguars earlier this semester we had the chief operating officer of sam's club on campus Another example of a connection to our faculty member, Dr. Aller again, yes, sir. Uh, used to work with uh, this, uh, this company, Walmart, Sam's Club, and uh, he brought the chief operating officer to campus, and I know that your class had a chance, uh, not just your class, but other classes had a chance. Hey, we to... actually canceled class so we could go talk to him, or yeah. like see his presentation to another class. Okay, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that was a pretty interesting conversation absolutely there's just things that you wouldn't realize go like are done by such a large company because yeah. we just have to understand that they're the number one retailer in the entire world it's amazing it's hard to wrap your head yeah. around uh, and it doesn't matter what college you go to that's hard to wrap your head around and uh, the complexity of what that must be like as a result of that visit and uh, your participation in that presentation I understand you're going to have the opportunity to have another unique experience. Tell us what that's going to be. Um, right after graduation on the 13th, I'm going to be flying from here to Bentonville, Arkansas. And in that location, there's only about 30,000 people in the entire city. And 18,000 of them work at the Walmart Sam's Club headquarters, headquarters. right there. <laughs> and I actually looked at many photos of it, and it looks similar to this campus. But it's just corporate buildings with that many people working there and we're going to go there and meet with executives um it's me and another student here from the school um we're going to have about three days there just seeing internal operations external operations uh a lot of different meetings and things of that sort speaking directly with high-end faculty and it's going to be something that another opportunity that not very many people have an op like a chance to do That's so right. it's going to be great I, I, I'm jealous. I want to go. Um, I can't imagine, one, the experience, but the information, the learning uh, that's going to happen is going to be just incredible. And so uh, we're, we're proud of you and excited for you. I'm excited, and, too. Uh, that's, I, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, I just, you know, the, these are the kinds of experiences that happen when you, when you, one, have a great relationship with your faculty members. And when your faculty members are willing to bring their connections and their, uh, their experiences into the classroom and to invest in students, right? And uh, we can argue about whether a big school or a small school is better, uh, but if you have a class with 150 students in it, it's hard for me to believe that the faculty member has the time to get to know every single student and understand what your objectives are and how they can bring their experiences to help you better understand what you're talking about and what you're learning about. And so uh, we're really, really excited for you and uh, what will be, I'm sure, a really amazing experience. Now, in addition to these things, I got a really nice email from... Um, 
from the dean, uh, Dr. Wilson, from Dean of the College of Business and Computing. And it was an email that was sent to her by Carol Bishop, one of our uh, great faculty members. And uh, I just, I probably shouldn't read all the names, but the, the, basically what she said is the, uh, the Georgia Department of Audits from Leesburg came to speak to my class and to all the accounting majors a few weeks ago. A couple of students, uh, I worked with a couple of students on their resumes and did mock interviews with them before their interviews last week. They both got a phone call today during class and were offered positions. One was an, a paid internship that should immediately result in a full-time job, and the other will start a full-time position in June after graduation. She, so, so Dr. Bishop spent her time uh, bringing a connection she had to campus, then helped the students with their resumes, doing mock interviews, and that led uh, directly to job opportunities for our students. And uh, so I thought that was, again, another great example of how our faculty invest not just their knowledge, but their connections, their time, um, and their expertise to help students be successful. So I want to thank uh, Dr. Bishop for making that happen and for sharing that information with me. And I know, Tucker, you'll be very excited that some of your fellow students are getting jobs out there. I assume someday you'd like to have a job. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, you know, a lot of people believe that, people, that students come to school uh, to have a good time, to goof around, to meet friends, maybe find their spouse. Uh, would you, is that what you come for? Or did you really come to get a, like a I mean, degree and a job? To be honest, I didn't hear of this school at all until uh, I got recruited here to play baseball. And then once I came here, I didn't visit any other schools. I knew that this was the school I was gonna be at. And I signed on the early signing period just be, I, I understood that like how big the accreditation was that the business school had and I knew I wanted to do human resources and basically I haven't met any like I don't want to praise the business school but definitely there's so many opportunities out there um, I haven't met one professor that hasn't been in the corporate world so that's all these connections that we we're talking about now and it just seems like everybody has some experience in the corporate world and they're able to send us out to the Enactus Club, the Marketing Club, the Sherm Society, right. and any and every opportunity we have there just leads to more job offers and things of that sort. So it's basically pushing us to find internships now um, and be able to establish a career within five years of school, which is a, a great experience and sets you up pretty much for life. Well, that's, uh, Tucker, that's exactly why I wanted you to come in today. Because uh, as I said at the very beginning, that letter told me that a, that a mom and a daughter didn't really know what this place could offer. And I know that you know now what yeah. it can offer. And you've been here. And you can tell that story. And I, I want all of our faculty and staff to be able to tell that story and tell it with pride and be excited about the opportunities that, that we are able to provide for, for students. Um, and and the, the reason why a student should choose us over other institutions, right? We, they have a lot of choices. We have our, our price uh, comparatively is very good. Uh, we're the lowest in our sector in the system. Um, our, I'm gonna get to an item later that I, I'm really uh, excited to talk about, but the impact we can make on people's lives is really uh, important. So let me get to a couple other uh, campus events and, and uh, ev uh, coming up.
First off, uh, next week we are going to be closed down at noon on uh, Wednesday. Uh, email went out today. So uh, folks that are here on Wednesday will be able to shut down at noon. And uh, we need to make sure, the, I think the email mentioned from the HR perspective how you have to fill out your time card and all that. So um, I hope everybody uh, gets off to a great holiday weekend and enjoys their time. Uh, a couple other things, the fitness center will be closed Thursday and Friday. The Darisau pool will be closed Thursday and Friday. Fitness center opens back up on Saturday from 12 to four, Sunday from 12 to four. So folks that wanna work off those uh, Thanksgiving pounds can come in on Saturday and Sunday and get after it. I'm not and trying to work it off at all. Not trying to work it I'm off. I'm trying to keep it on. Well, you're eating green beans mostly. I mean, come on. I mean, if you went after if you went after the mashed potatoes, I'd have to worry. But I think your you know your green beans will keep you from getting getting too overweight. Uh, Monday night. This is a big deal for athletics. It's Ricky Burgess night on Monday night. Our men's basketball team will be tipping off at uh, I think it's 7:30. And uh, Ricky Burgess was the voice of the Hurricanes for over 40 years. And he passed away earlier this year. And we will be uh, inducting him into the Hall of Fame. And, and there's a new banner that will be hanging in the gym. Uh, remembering Ricky Burgess, his family will be here. And so I hope that uh, everyone will come out and help us uh, remember uh, Ricky and his, uh, his great contributions to Georgia Southwestern and to Hurricane Athletics. It is um, going to be a big night and, and hopefully uh, a, a real, uh, it, you know, it's just important for the family to know that he, he left a legacy here at the university, one that we're proud of and want to be connected to always. This weekend, we have the Kappa Sigma Fraternity 50th reunion there in town. So if you're downtown, uh, you might want to lock the doors, roll up the windows, and uh, be careful out there. I'm kidding. Uh, Kappa Sigs are in town. They're good guys, and they're going to have a lot of fun. And it's uh, exciting to know that our fraternity, um, almost all our fraternities and sororities are hitting the 50-year mark uh, right now. And so we're having a lot of these 50th reunions. Uh, earlier today, Calvin Rhodes came by. Calvin Rhodes is a graduate of our university and a member of Kappa Sigma. And uh, I had about, we, we had about 90 minutes to talk. And, and if you don't know Calvin, Calvin is the chief information officer for the state of Georgia and has been in that role for a little over eight years now. And uh, went to, uh, grew up in Albany, went to the old Darton Community College, transferred to Georgia Southwestern, a computer science graduate, uh, and went on to a great career with the Fulton Paper Company. Uh, and then that company sold and he was able to then uh, change uh, his focus and he actually ended up in state government and is running the uh, state of Georgia's uh, IT basically all over the state. So he's doing a great job. What a great friend to the university. And so it was fun to talk to him about what he's up to. Uh, then I also want to mention that the Angel Tree, uh, last I heard there are about 150 more angels. That's a partnership that we have with the Southwest Georgia CASA. Uh, so I, those gifts, I think, have to be turned in on December the 4th. So folks that want to participate, that would be, uh, I think that's fantastic. We can help out those youngsters have a great Christmas. Uh, but I want to re remind everyone to uh, go get an angel off the tree. And uh, we'll be able to uh, have a, a great Christmas for them. All right, Tucker, 
beyond your incredible schooling and the opportunities that you're getting, you're also a member of our baseball team. And for anybody that doesn't know or doesn't remember, uh, you were the pitcher of the year for the Peach Belt Conference. And so I assume you're getting ready for uh, the season coming up and you guys are practicing all the time, I know. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, you were telling us when you got here that you were just you just left uh, practice <laughs> and uh, sprinted over here and you're working on on your pitches. So as you uh, as you think about uh, the year ahead, what's uh, what's the outlook for the baseball team? We definitely have way more options than last year, which is going to be huge for our team. Um, we actually only had to replace two starting fielders, and we were able to make a run in the postseason last year. Um, we only lost three people from last year that actually played. Like, we only had three seniors. So, basically, everything that we built up last year is going to be very prominent this year. And then we added a lot of new guys. Now we have 44 total people wow. to pick from. So, right. a lot of depth. Um just a lot of growth that's coming this way in the program, and it's going to be a really exciting year. So as a pitcher, and I, if I remember right, you, you rarely ever let the other team score. <laughs> so uh, what's most important to you, other great pitchers or uh, guys that can go up there and, and uh, hit a bunch of home runs? Um, I think defense and p pitching wins games. Yeah. Because if you can keep anybody off the board, um, it, the other team's bound to make at least one mistake. So if anybody, not just me, can go up there and throw nine innings or maybe four people throw nine innings, but if the other team doesn't score, I think you're 100% going to win. If they can't score, <laughs> eventually you're going to win if they can't score. Spoken so, like a true pitcher. Yeah. Let's keep them off the board. Eventually we'll win. Very good. <laughs> I think you set the record for like most innings pitched last year. I mean, it In was all of the NCAA, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, when you go out there, the rest of the pitchers, they just like, they don't even wear their uniforms, do they? Um, I had they had to yeah because I I made 17 appearances and I only had six complete games so oh, okay. yeah there was other people that were out there very good well we uh, we know that uh, you're gonna have a great year tell me what do you do to get ready for a game when it's game when you're when you're pitching when it's your day uh, do you do you listen to any particular music? Do you stay away from the team? Do you eat eat a special meal? Yeah, do you wear certain socks? I mean, what what do you do to get ready to pitch? Um, I mean, I don't know if we have enough time for me to tell you everything, <laughs> but I'm pretty uh, ritualistic, I believe. Um, okay. I do the same type of routine even the night before. So I have a specific heating pack that I put on my shoulder. I put it in the microwave for the same amount of time. I flip it over. I'm so crazy superstitious when it comes to things. Um, I eat the same breakfast from Hardee's on a game day. I go to the training room. I do the exact same stretches and uh, same. I get ultrasound on my arm on a place that it never even hurts. I just have always done it. Um, that's, I, that's why it never hurts. I wear the same socks with holes in them. Um, I pitch with shoes that don't have laces. My right, my right cleat doesn't even have a lace. It only has one lace, and I double double it through the other side. Um, I warm up with my long sleeve shirts on. I always go out there with three layers of clothes, regardless of the temperature. I listen to two specific songs on my walk to the field. Um, I have a throwing routine. I don't know. It's it's very that's, very. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't really <laughs> expecting all of those. Things. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying. Yeah, there's a, there's only a limited time here. I even have a a watch, and I have. I don't know if you've seen how Degrom. He doesn't pick up a ball until a certain, certain time, time hits the clock, but I'm laid out by like 
an hour I have something, 45 minutes, 18 minutes, like every, I, d I do certain things with seven minutes before a game, like it depends. And then even during the game when there's two outs, I do specific stretches so I can get ready for the next inning. And it's, that's, uh, that's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, you might have to bring me back up here and we'll talk about it. All right, so tell me, <laughs> were, you, were you more nervous when you pitched against North, I was North Georgia, number one seed in the conference tournament, or when you went to talk to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Probably the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, I've done, that's something that you can't truly prepare for. Regardless of how many times you run through something, you're never going to be prepared to see people you haven't seen. <laughs> and I had faced North Georgia and I knew exactly what the outcome was going to be when I saw the field. Very good. I knew, I mean, that first inning was rough. I gave up two runs in the very first inning, and then I proceeded to throw a complete game, and they only had one more hit after the, throughout the next eight innings. So I just found a way to kind of bear down, and my team helped me out, and we won 4-2. to two. That's pretty good. <laughs> and you killed it with the Jaguars, too. I, I believe so, yeah. That's what I understand. That's what I understand. I saw her writing down a lot of notes while I was talking, so I was kind of happy about that. <laughs> well, I would, I, would, I would argue on your behalf that playing in games – preparing for games and being in those moments where there is pressure and there's uh, adrenaline prepares you for moments with like that with the Jacksonville Jaguars because you're going to have the same adrenaline you're going to have to do the same kind of prep work and you're going to have to be able to keep yourself your brain your mind under control even though your body uh, maybe reacting to a high pressure situation and so all those skills that you learn by playing baseball or any other sport uh, or being in a, a campus play or in a music concert uh, those things all help uh, you prepare for these things that you say as you say you, you know you probably have never done before yes sir but uh, those are valuable learning experiences so I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, you had that now now Tucker I gotta say last week we had um, we had surge on the podcast last week and so, first of all, you've done a very good job. Of, you've talked a whole lot more than Serge <laughs> did. He was pretty quiet last week. Uh, but I found something this week that I wanted to share uh, with Serge because this might be a little concerning to him. Uh, Serge's birthday, you know, he turned 10 mm -hmm. last week. And so he's 10 years old. Cupcakes were good. Yeah, they were good. And it was a nice birthday party on Saturday. <laughs> but here's the note. The note this week was, after 12 seasons, Ralphie the fifth. The Buffalo mascot at the University of Colorado at Boulder will retire. For years, Ralphie kicked off football games by leading the team onto Folsom Field. Uh, unlike his predecessor, Ralphie hasn't slowed down. At 1,200 pounds, she's gotten faster, which makes the uh, safety of the handlers a uh, very big concern. And so Ralphie is going to be put out to pasture at 12 years old. So, if Serge, if you're out there listening, uh, <laughs> You got two more years, and we might put you out to pasture. But um, you know, one of one of Serge's buddies in the mascot world is going to be retiring, and uh, I certainly hope that we get more than two two more years out of Serge. Serge isn't done yet. He just got that makeover a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, I yeah. think Serge is okay. He's hitting his prime right now. Very. That's right. He's kind of muscled yeah, up. Yeah, he's a he's really big. Yeah. Um, 
couple other items out of athletics I wanted to talk I wanted to make sure everybody knew about coach Justin Payne the uh, coach of our uh, women's basketball team was the national coach of the week this week for the great start that the women's basketball team has gotten off to they're four and0 in their first four games and so that was a nice recognition uh, want to also recognize the men's team they're off to a three and0 start and as I mentioned, we got Ricky Burgess Knight on Monday. That'll be their chance to go 4-0 as well before the uh, Thanksgiving break. And so we want to encourage everybody to come out. Uh, but Jamari Dean, one of our uh, basketball players, sophomore on the team, is, was the player of the week in the Peach Belt Conference. And he followed that up uh, after being named the player of the week with another uh, double-double. So he had, I think he had 18 points, 16 rebounds. So uh, Jamari's off to a great start and the team's off to a great start. And so we're uh, very excited about the direction that um, we're, we're going in athletics. And, and I'm, I think it's building off of what you guys uh, did last year with the baseball team, uh, really starting to develop a winning attitude and culture around our athletic programs. And so uh, last year was... Uh, uh, coaches first year with the baseball team and uh, that kind of you know so we're starting to see a lot of first year coaches and, and coach levering too coach levering the softball team they did Absolutely. a great job too they did they came just a couple of innings away from going to the ncaa tournament so uh, we we expect uh more great things from both from our our basketball teams and rolling right into the spring uh with baseball softball tennis golf uh, golf is a number one in the country yeah. right so uh i certainly hope what we uh, have a great semester i know we will those guys are solid and uh, so a lot of exciting things happening in athletics i know you're uh, probably looking across the street at the uh, indoor practice facility that's going up and wondering oh my gosh it's going to get this built right but right as i leave but uh, i'll be able to see it and i'll be back don't worry be about that yeah now if i remember right you're actually here one year longer than you were supposed to be Yes. Right. So, so two years ago, my first year here, go out to watch the first game of the year, uh, and you throw a pitch and a guy hits the ball back and it hits your hand. Yes, sir. Broke your hand. My fourth metacarpal. Okay. Through three and two thirds innings, ball hit right back at me. I reached with my wrong hand. I guess it hit the hit the knuckle, broke the metacarpal. Uh, I recovered the baseball behind the mound, flipped it to second, <laughs> got the out, and asked to throw another pitch. But Bryce, our athletic trainer, made me come off. Yeah. So, and I know, that, I know that had to be disappointing, right? You break your hand first game of the year. You, you basically lose a whole season. So now you think back, what's happened this year? What happened last year with the team? What you got looking forward to both athletically on the baseball team, but also the experiences you've had in the classroom this year. Uh, do you look back on that as uh, maybe a, a – an unfortunate good thing absolutely or, yeah give me an opportunity to speak with the jaguars go to arkansas never thought i'd go to arkansas for anything <laughs> um i'm starting my masters that i never thought i would and it started as hey i just need to stay eligible so i'm going to do my masters and i'm already in it now but it's going to eventually pay off and it's just giving me way more outlook towards school and uh, towards job positions and things of that sort based on and obviously our success of the team. We went 10 and 35 the year that I was hurt. And then last year we had a whole change in of the guards and everything seems to be rolling the right direction in the athletic department. So it's definitely something that I'm optimistic about. Yeah, you know, sometimes those things that happen in our life that uh, at the moment are painful and uh, feel like we've lost something, 
sometimes those turn out to be blessings in disguise. And uh, I know from an institutional standpoint, uh, we're, we're pleased that you're still here with us for an extra year. Uh, you're helping us build something really unique and special. And you've represented us really well, Thank you. uh, not just on the field, uh, but obviously in the classroom and representing us to uh, people that we hope will continue to come here and look for students and look for employees. And so uh, we appreciate uh, what you're doing and and again I, I look back on that as uh, what I'm sure was disappointing at the moment but uh, sometimes life steps in and pushes you somewhere and it ends up being a pretty good deal so and that year I still made some lifelong friends too yeah even though I wasn't able to actually play with them on the field I still got to know a lot of really cool guys and still keep in touch with many of them and develop relationships that kind of helped me throughout life as well yeah well that's uh it's, one of the unique things about this place, and I, I, uh, I wanted to finish with an item that uh, I, I get a lot of reports, you know, a variety of different reports come across my desk and, and uh, some are system reports, some are national reports. And uh, one came out last week that was uh, really interesting. It was a study uh, by a school in Pennsylvania and they were looking at the, the value of, of a degree. And so they took 4,900 schools across the country, associate degree granting schools, bachelor's degrees, uh, all the way up to doctoral uh, research one institutions. They broke it down by uh, public and private. And they, and they looked at them and they said, look, how much does it cost to go to school there? And how much will that person earn over the course of their lifetime? And then they ranked the schools based on uh, what they consider to be the net present value of that degree. So your investment uh, calculates to how much return. And Georgia Southwestern uh, was uh, 1,956 on the list. So we were in the top 42% of institutions across the country. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. And the net present value of our degree was over $756,000. So uh, as to the individual, uh, you can expect to make over the course of your lifetime because you have a degree from Georgia Southwestern, $750,000 more than you would make without a bachelor's degree from Georgia Southwestern. So whatever you invested here to get it turns into uh, what they consider to be a, a pretty good return on your investment. And so I took that report and I looked at uh, a couple other reports. One, obviously, tuition. What's our tuition? Uh, tuition and fees, which is the, the most important thing, and then the other costs associated with going to school. And I also looked at uh, average debt because it's important to know how much debt you're going to leave with. If you're going to make, I mean, it's nice that you're going to make seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, but how much am I going to have to pay back, right? And and what's my what's what what am I left with? And so, uh, really interesting. Uh, Georgia Southwestern. Uh, as we compare, I, com I, just, I just did a real quick comparison to three schools in our region that I thought uh, were interesting. So let's start with Valdosta State, down the road, uh, good school, uh, and, and the, here's the deal. If you, if you go to, Georgia, or to Valdosta State instead of Georgia Southwestern, you will pay 12% more to go to school there. You will owe, when you leave, on average, 26% more than you owe here. And over the course of your lifetime, you will earn 6% more. So you have to make a decision. Do you want to pay more, owe more, and only earn a 
benefit. So then I went to West Georgia. I thought, okay, let's check out another school in our area, West Georgia. They're a popular school. They're pretty bit good size. They, uh, if, if you go to school there, you're going to pay 20% more to go to school there. You will owe, when you leave, 10% more on average, and you will earn only 4% more over the course of your lifetime. So, again, there's a little bit of benefit over the long term, but there's a significant cost in the short term to make that choice. And so I, the last one I checked on was Columbus State. Our good friends up the road, not too far from here, they're in our conference. You guys play them as part of the Peach Belt Conference. Uh, good reputation, I uh, certainly uh, appreciate all that they do. But here's the deal. If you go to school at Columbus State instead of Georgia Southwestern, you will pay 16% more than, than you will pay here. You will owe 27% more when you leave. And you will earn 1% less over the course of your lifetime. So, um, I, you know, we can, I'll do more comparison and I'll, and I'll share this data with more people, but I just thought it was interesting to really take a look at, uh, you know, you, take, you get one report and it tells you something, and that's kind of interesting. But when you start putting all the reports together and you start doing the factoring and you start realizing when, you, when, when this young lady drives down from Grayson, Georgia, and she wants to know, why should I pick Georgia Southwestern? What we need to be able to tell them, financially it makes sense. You're gonna pay less, you'll owe less, and over the course of your lifetime, the difference in what you might earn, minimal. But beyond that, we wanna tell them your story, Tucker. We wanna tell them about the experiences you've had here and the investment that our faculty are willing to make in you and that you are uh, an, a perfect example of somebody who uh, has been uh, afforded opportunities because of, because of the relationships you have with our faculty and because of the investments that they make. And so I thought that would be a good way to end. And uh, I hope that everybody's had a, uh, an interesting time listening to our podcast today. It's always a lot of fun for me to have a student up here uh, with me. And I know you're looking forward to the Thanksgiving break and pretty soon the Christmas break and getting away for a little bit but I want to thank you for all you're doing here at the university and I'm looking forward to watching you pitch a little bit this year yes sir looking forward to seeing y'all out there all right uh we'll be back next week I think no no next week's Thanksgiving I'm not coming in uh Bob's shaking his head he's like I'm not coming there's no way uh so we're gonna skip next week and then we'll be back uh one more time this semester uh for what's in the cup and we look forward to seeing everybody then. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll be back to wrap up the semester right after that.